Welcome to Coindesk's Women Who Web 3 podcast, your weekly podcast celebrating women supporting women, investing in women, and bridging the gender gap in wealth through Web 3. What gets you up in the morning? What motivates you and drives you? Two of the reasons that are very near and dear to my heart is that Web3 needed more women and it was just not user-friendly. Each week, we'll be learning from powerful women, sharing their insights on topics. I guess everybody was shocked that I left Amazon to go to a startup. There was an article that was published, I think it was in the New York Times, and we ended up getting, I don't know, 1,500 job applicants. And we have how-tos from founders and builders who have been there and done that. And Cam's, when we looked at them, only 2% were women. He was a huge fan of my show and he was like a little bit starstruck when he was asked to be on the show. I had this sinking feeling because I was like, oh boy, he's not going to like me after this interview because I had all of these tough questions for him. Healing sessions to give you the power to overcome imposter syndrome and everything you need to level up in your crypto journey. The soulful expression that I was seeing and how people were authentically exuding their true self. At the end of each podcast, stick around for some zen with a relaxing meditation to center you after absorbing all the stories and the knowledge. Remember, always look to the sky above, earth below, and the fire within. Hi, and welcome to Women Who Web 3. I'm your host, Cams, and I'm on a mission to empower women across the globe to unlock the unlimited potential and earning power inside themselves through Web 3. Whether you're just crypto curious or a crypto connoisseur, this podcast is for you. Let's get it. On today's show, we're talking about real world use cases and benefits of the Web 3 space. Web3 is a term that refers to the new internet built on the power of blockchain technology. Blockchains are essentially public ledgers or records of transactions that are digitally distributed and decentralized. Web3 encompasses multiple projects and real-world applications and continue to give birth to new ways for the world to engage in social interaction, exploring identity and ownership, security, making money, and so much more. People listening to this podcast might have heard of NFTs, crypto, Bitcoin, Ethereum, blockchain, DeFi, or maybe you haven't, but you're in for a treat today. We have a phenomenal guest on our show today to guide you through concepts like the metaverse and understanding global use cases and benefits of Web3. Shira Lazar is the founder and CEO of the Emmy-nominated digital media brand, What's Trending. She is a Web3 advocate collector, and advises as well as consults with companies in the space regarding cryptocurrency, NFTs, and the metaverse. As a broadcaster, Shira uses her platforms to create content and education around Web3, bridging the gap between the industry, creators, and consumers. She hosts weekly Twitter spaces called Hashtag Alpha Mondays, and Women in Web3 brings viewers the top five NFT stories of the week on Instagram and hosts the weekly Inside Web3 podcast on Odyssey. She's also been named one of Fast Company's most influential women in technology and Huffington Post's Women in Tech to follow on Twitter. Welcome, Shira Lazar. Oh my God. Well, quite the intro. Thank you so much. That was fun to watch you. I'm usually the host. So whenever I get to be on this side, it feels very relaxing. <laughs> oh, and that's the keyword today. We're going to do a meditation today to yes. relax everybody on this call. 
And so as you mentioned, man, what an intro, right? You're a phenomenal woman. And I know everybody is wondering what gets you up in the morning, Shira? Oh, well, you know, every day is different. Like every day, sometimes, well, love of all sorts gets me up in the morning. Love of my partner, Mm -hmm. love of being alive and that whatever time I have left, love and gratitude for everything that I have at my disposal, the opportunities. So really, yeah, I guess love and gratitude gets me up in the morning, even when things feel shitty or I feel anxious, whether it be for a reason or no reason at all, it comes down to love and gratitude that gets me up. So beautiful. I have to say that similar for me, besides my baby crying and, and that's love, lots food. of love. That's, that's I don't have a child it. yet where I, and I don't have an animal. So that's okay. You got a loved one in your life. So exactly. that's exciting. So you have your hands in multiple pots. You've talked to women across the globe on Web3 and your Twitter spaces. I was just telling you earlier, I jumped into a Twitter space where we were talking to women from Iran about mm-hmm. so many of the things going on there that it brought tears to me. Yeah. I was crying. It's still yeah, even in talking about it. I feel the sadness and the tragedy going on. And and similarly, when Ukraine happened, we were talking about that, when reproductive rights have been fought and at stake here in this country, we had a conversation and there's a lot of hurt right now, right? Around the world. And how do we come together, hold space for that, raise awareness, raise funds, possibly take action, create hope. Bringing community together is really important. And people that thought maybe in the past they weren't seen or heard or cared about but then they see someone else who's on the other side of the world that says like, no, I see you. I care. How can I help is really important and powerful. It's super important. I agree. And that brings me to something that I'm very curious about that you could shed some light on. These spaces were incredibly powerful. What are some ways that crypto and blockchain technology, like what are some real world use cases and benefits that we can utilize from blockchain technology across the globe to benefit these people and to elevate their voices? What are some of those applications that people are using across the world to inspire health, wealth, things of that nature? Yeah, for me, what I'm seeing in a lot of stuff I'm involved with relates to social impact, equity, education, and access. And so what I'm seeing is everywhere from, you know, for women and non-binary folks or minorities who haven't been included in the past, we look at something like a BFF who, you know, wants to create educational spaces so no one is left behind in this new financial tech revolution. So we can onboard more women into the space. You know, yesterday on my podcast radio show, I spoke to Miss O and they're doing the same thing, but for girls. And then I think what's great when you talk about social media or tech innovations, there's always like really great ways that subcultures come together. So Black At also, and what Chandra's doing, you know, bringing financial education and investment possibility to the Black community. We're seeing uh, with Women Rise, the NFT, how uh, that was created by an incredible woman of color, but then also giving back to other charities, supporting women around the world. So we're seeing NFTs give back, create education. And the more those rise the more that I think that others can see that they can be a leader in the space too. That's why visibility and representation is important. We're seeing DAOs obviously pop up, not just the DAOs to buy Blockbuster. (laughs) 
remember that, you know, the decentralized autonomous organization, self-governing organization where you could buy in and then have a vote to vote on what you want them to do with the money. You know, we had one to buy Blockbuster. I don't think it ever happened. On the other (laughs) side of it, people are using it as we saw with Ukraine, Ukraine Dow or even Unicorn Down, what Nadia from Pussyride is doing, where you quickly raise money and it becomes one more transparent on the blockchain. So it's it's not like doing a GoFundMe or something. And also uh, there's no percentage taken out when you do that. Although I must say, I do advise Pledge, which is a nonprofit fundraising platform, and they also allow crypto fundraising. And then they don't take percentages out. So it goes directly to the cause. But I think we're seeing DAOs pop up and ways to really come together around a cause very quickly. And that's been really inspiring how the Web3 community can use art and expression to get people together and create a lot of noise in the best way possible. And then when you're talking about areas in crisis, a lot of times their banking systems are corrupt or they're cut off. So their ability to have wallets where they can quickly get money to the right people and right organizations, Mm -hmm. super inspiring. And then I would say on the other side of it, when we move into, we're like moving across the spectrum right now. (laughs) When we move into health and wellness, I see just huge utility. One, a ton of amazing mental health and wellness projects popping up in the NFT space that give you access to their discord and programming, yoga, meditation, et cetera. If you buy the NFT, it gives you access to a community that cares about that. We see that with Peace Inside Live. My company actually does a weekly Monday mega mindful space where a bunch of them come together and all of us are kind of chit-chatting about what's happening. So I suggest you go there, see who's involved and follow them. You could check out their NFTs, but we're seeing that already happen. Also, where I see this going is our ability to buy an NFT. It becomes like a, you're a membership. It's a membership for a club, right? Or an app or a service, or it can give you access to discounts or can give you access to an offline event. And so I I think for health and wellness, that is really key. If I'm going to go deeper, I mean, I feel like I'm in a monologue right now, but Peace Inside, uh, a company I started during the pandemic and not to shill, but like it's an interesting journey where we started it just with virtual classes on Zoom. Within a week, me and my friend Jordana set up a virtual studio. I had a full-time job at the time, like, I was managing like facilitators around the world coming in for classes, people buying classes saying, where's the Zoom link? Like I was managing like a behind the scenes studio. At any rate, you know, we all kind of got uh, fatigued from that. Peace Inside started doing corporate wellness classes for companies that I'd been connected to through my previous work with my company, What's Trending. So we started bringing Peace Inside the Workplace to companies like HBO and Capital One and Boys and Girls Club of America and Spotify. And then oddly enough, that's when we got asked to be part of an NFT called Dino Monks. And at that time I'd been hearing a lot about NFTs, but once again, the use case, like I was like, mm-hmm. oh, I'm not a Gary V collector type collectible person. Like I don't collect baseball cards or sneakers or anything. Like I don't go to uh, garage sales and then resell. Like that's just not my vibe. But with Dino Monks, what was interesting is they were also committed to health and wellness and they needed help supporting their programming and discord. And so we were like, well, we're doing this on Zoom. We're doing this in person. Why not 
Discord. So we created a channel and started doing that. And for me, that was the light bulb moment. Like, okay, there's these huge companies and communities being built on Web3, like who is servicing their wellness, like not just mental health and wellness NFTs that have their own communities. Like people who love this stuff will find it. I'm interested in people who might not know about this and how do we create preventative measures to get in front of people before they need it and go meet people where they are. And so like, I I see that as a huge opportunity right now to add that as an element or integrate it into the foundation of these NFT communities or companies. Join me at Coindesk Consensus 2023, where Web3 meets IRL, happening April 26th through 28th in Austin, Texas. Consensus is the industry's only event bringing together all sides of crypto, Web3, and the metaverse. Immerse yourself in all that blockchain technology has to offer among creators, builders, founders, brands, entrepreneurs, investors, and more. Use code WEB3WOMEN to get 15% off your pass. Visit events.coindesk.com slash consensus2023. Shira, you mentioned a million. Sorry. <laughs> a million uh, real world You benefits. got me going. You open up the, the Pandora's box. <laughs> no, this is great. Everybody listening just wanted to recap for you. She mentioned uh, some real world use cases and benefits of crypto and blockchain across the globe are financial education, especially for underrepresented minorities and groups, marginalized groups, NFT projects, the money from them can be used for charitable work and giving back, supporting women and giving women more passive income. You didn't mention that, but I wanted to throw that in there. DAOs, decentralized autonomous organizations. I wanted to touch a little bit more on that, but I wanted to mention, you know, there is nonprofit fundraising, health and wellness, There is access to those Discord communities where they provide programming and essentially buying some NFTs provide utility where you can enter a token gated community, meaning if you have the NFT, you can enter into this community where you have all these options for perks, for events in real life, y'all, and attending conferences, for example. Shira mentioned the uh, BFF, an NFT community. I actually was able to go to Consensus, my first crypto festival through that community. The ticket was paid for. So oh, wow, there's awesome. so many. Yeah. I, where was my ticket to Consensus now? Well, <laughs> you know, the same thing. I mean, V Friends, I think, is one of the most famous ones of it, where Gary Vaynerchuk's NFT collection, a big part of it was a ticket to VCon in Minneapolis. They're going to be having another one. And that was a huge conference. Wow. So, real world uh, events is a huge one, community events. Uh, and you know, and then of course there are a lot of people have merch, which is the joke that it's like, I don't need more merch. I don't need to spend this much to get merch. But I think that, you know, if you look at dead fellas, even, which is another amazing NFT by female founder, they just did a partnership with Wrangler. And I think we're going to see a lot of these companies uh, and boss beauties did one with Marvel where these collaborations, you could say increase the visibility and value of the brand. And so everyone kind of wins in that, or you get a percentage off of whatever this collaborative, whether it be like a piece of clothing or uh, yeah, like a fashion collection, if you want to wear it because you're part of the community and then you get it at a cheaper price because you already are holding the NFT or possibly maybe you even get it for free. (laughs) Right. Now there's, there are so many benefits to everything. And 
Um, something I wanted to touch on a little bit more that was very near to my heart. And I think you had mentioned it a couple of times before in the past, but borderless transactions and just uplifting historically marginalized economies and countries across the globe who without crypto to make any sort of financial transaction might mean walking miles to a nearby city in their country. It might mean taking a couple of weeks to send a transaction, but now yeah. with crypto, we're now able to do this in seconds. Let's talk about like stabilizing economy, right? Huge, huge impact of crypto and blockchain technology. But Shira, with your knowledge and with your experience, I wonder if you can maybe break down some of the benefits of participation in NFTs, in the metaverse, for example, in blockchain for women specifically. Yeah, I, listen, I think that in tech that a lot of women and minority groups got left behind. If we see a lot of the companies that ended up being huge that we're all on today, a lot of the people that made a lot of the money were not necessarily women or BIPOC communities or LGBTQ, you know, it goes down the line, right? We know this. And so I think if we're going to be creating a new paradigm or new world in Web3, how do we change that? Even now, the numbers are crazy. I think it was like 26% of jobs are still in tech are still only women, right? So I'm like, that is, it's barely 50-50 at all. But when you add in NFTs, 72% of um, NFTs are created by men or bought by men or those that say they're uh, gendered as being men. And so there's a huge gender gap, right? On the artist side, on the buyer side. And so when you see this, you're like, okay, well, this could be happening again. And so how do we get more women involved so that we don't, as I said before, get left behind? And part of that is education, like understanding why would you want to do this? Like, how do you do it? How do you get a wallet? What does it mean to create a business on the blockchain? I also think that we see some of these industries and we say like, well, what can I bring to the table? Because I'm not an engineer. I might not be a technologist. You know, maybe you haven't even seen yourself as that because in the past it wasn't marketed towards women, right? Like we felt like, oh, it's weird if we're in those industries because there's not a lot of us. And so maybe we're not welcome here. It's not safe. So one, if you think you have that in you and you're interested, go for it. There's no age boundary to like learning something new and jumping in. But I think that a lot of people need to realize there's so many different jobs that are available in this space. When you talk about even, you know, marketing or community building or site design or graphic design or be legal, PR, like every type of job that's in web two or wherever you're at is here. And now that other industries are coming into this, that's even more readily available. So when we talk about blockchain, it's, it's popularized through culture, right? And pop culture. We all know, like a lot of us know Board Apes because of Snoop Dogg and Eminem maybe, or, <laughs> you know, when Paris Hilton goes on Jimmy Fallon. But I think we're forgetting that the use case of blockchain, if you talk about authenticity, certificate of authenticity, it could be used one for fashion to say, oh, you own this purse. Here's your NFT associated with it. So that's a certificate of authenticity. It could be used for a deed for real estate. It could be used for 
your medical certificate or medical history. So now you're seeing that it's not just an entertainment, but it could be used across all these different industries. And that's the real innovation right there. We would love for you to be involved in, the, in some of the communities we've talked about, but you don't necessarily need to be involved to be involved in blockchain and what we're seeing coming ahead. Yes. Oh, so many beautiful use cases for women to jump in and participate. If you're listening right now, take some notes from Shira. You're very sweet. <laughs> listen to her, her podcast, listen to her content. You'll learn a lot, especially on Instagram as well. I wanted to touch back on the DAO. You brought up Pussy Riot and I wanted to touch on her because there was this essence of activism that was associated oh, with the DAO. She's such a badass. Like, yeah. Well, she and literally is like, I'm a fangirl of Nadia. <laughs> I am too. And I wanted to, to, to bring up, you know, this is very political. Not sure if we can talk about this, but who knows? Um, like legal Isn't everything abortion, political? Uh, yes. Right? So- Pussy Riot was associated with LegalAbortion.eth, right? You talked about this uh, briefly on one of your podcasts. Could you just share with us what did you learn from that conversation of how can we use DAOs, especially for activism in relation to your conversation with her? Yeah, similar to what I said before, it's like a quick way to rally community around the globe, around a cause, and also for fundraising. And uh, so... In doing that one, like in that certain states or countries, it might be illegal to do something, right? Like when you create a wallet, as long as you have access to the internet, which when we talk about Iran, the, the reason why it's really hard to get money, even any crypto, anything there right now, because they're literally cut off, unfortunately. But to create a space where you can bring and rally people together on social media, so it is a bit web 2.5, plus with using the tech from the blockchain. One, with fundraising, it's more transparent. So you could see all the transactions, you can see what's coming in and where it's going, which is really important to make sure that it's going to the right causes and the right people. With Nadia, she's been very transparent and she's always coming forth in times of need. Obviously, Ukraine and, and with her being from Russia and everything she's fought against Putin, she came up front and center around that and she still does through her performance. But she is like a real feminist activist and including when uh, reproductive rights were being threatened and continue to be threatened and attacked here. Yeah, she created a DAO and a way to create fundraising around it as well. And what's great about these DAOs is one that you can see on the blockchain with transparency where the money is going, who it's coming from, well, where the wallets it's coming from and where it's going which really is important because if you look at nonprofits, like even though they're supposed to be clear about money, a lot of times it really isn't. And she's also been clear that she really wants when she creates these campaigns, like 100% of the funds to go to the causes. And so um, she's been great with that. And also bringing artists together, like art for a cause, where a lot of artists were doing one-of-one -one pieces, specifically around reproductive rights. And giving it to uh, Nadia's DAO. And, you know, if you bought it, then that money was going there as well, uh, as well as her just buying, you know, artists. She supports so many incredible women and non binary artists as well. So the work that she's doing for underrepresented communities and bringing activism into that is just incredible and inspiring. And I would, I would personally love to see more of that. We have so many 
people with huge followings here. And, and obviously we say, yeah, well, I'm not political, blah, blah, blah. Well, everything is inherently political. If you can live somewhere and live with freedom and rights, then guess what? Like politics are involved with that. So the question is, do you care if other people can live that way too, or aren't living that way? For me personally, it's all connected and I will do whatever I can, you know, and I'm not necessarily an activist. Like I'm, I'm more an advocate. I'm down to, Hey, Nadia, I will join you. Maybe I need to be joining Nadia more, but I will do whatever is in my control or my ability to help anyone that needs support in this life. That's the least I could do. Yeah. And as you mentioned in so many different examples that we can do so through blockchain technology. And I wanted to call out one of those most important pieces that you mentioned was on the blockchain. Again, it's immutable. You can't essentially f*** with it. It's irreversible. So once it happens, you can't reverse it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, And so all of that is really important when it comes to the future of transactions and yeah, how we share like or buy, sell things and how we transact and the future of money. Something that I've been asked so many times, and I called this out too, a lot of Web3 advocates, me included, I've, I'm guilty of this. I've told people, do your own research, like, just be careful. But some people don't know how to do their own research. Shira, when you're going to purchase an NFT, for example, or dive into a new aspect of Web3, what are you looking out for? Like, what are, Do you have a checklist of things you have to check off in order to purchase? or to participate, what are you looking for to make sure that you are purchasing what you want to slash throwing money where you actually want to? Yeah, I appreciate that. And by the way, I'm not an expert. I am a student like all of you. And we're at different parts of our journey. So everything here is just stuff that I've worked on, I'm learning, I'm connecting to. And once again, that always continues because I, I try to be curious. So The things I look at definitely when I'm um, researching an NFT and what I want to buy is, you know, one, who are the people behind it? Are they doxxed? Are they credible? I mean, what's beautiful in this space is there are so many new voices and people popping up. So you might meet someone new that maybe doesn't have this like intense background. They might not have sold companies and all that. And that's fine, right? Really understanding who they are, where they've been. Does it feel like they came out of nowhere? Do they have no history? Is it like an Anna Delvey situation on Netflix? You know, I don't know if you know, Finding Anna, whatever that one, Um, who has an NFT, by the way, that she's releasing. But so there's that. I think that going into the Discord, going to the Twitter, going to their socials, seeing if there's real people engaged, if is there community, or does it feel like a bunch of spammy, scammy trolls, bot audiences, bot community? That's like definitely a red flag. And you know, sometimes even going through, depending if they've minted already or if they're in the middle of minting or they've minted out, like going to see the wallets and who's bought. This is a bit deeper. I don't do this so extensively. Like you could talk to someone who's more of a degen than I am. But, you know, <laughs> yeah, you could see if there's like some people would know to flag, like if there's the same types of wallets or it feels like when you go to those wallets, you don't really see anything else. If they're real wallets that have uh, that are real collectors that have other NFTs that are real, right? Like so, that there's like a bit of that to see who's buying these things, and if it's like a bot that's buying it, or if it's a real person, 
or if they're buying their, out their own stuff, possibly. But yeah, that happens. I did not know that happens. That's why. Yeah. A lot of times, and this, you know, was where even moonbirds were called out and I'm a ladybird, but it was that, you know, a lot of times, just like anything, they'll get, you know, investors, people that want to invest in the company or have money will be given a heads up. They know when something's going to drop, they'll know when someone's going to be released and they're ready to buy it and invest in it and buy a bunch of them. And then it increases the floor price and it sells out the project, et cetera. So there's a lot of that happening. I think in the end, it's about understanding why you want to invest in something, what resonates for you, right? And, and sometimes it might not be because it's going to increase in price and make you a ton of money. Sometimes it literally is because one, yeah, through this NFT, I'm going to meet new, cool new people. I might meet fellow builders. I might meet fellow women. I might meet, fellow, like, you know, it runs the gamut of who you could connect with and meet. It'll give you access to events. It'll give you access to health and wellness. Maybe you're a sneaker fan. It's going to give you access to like first dibs on these new sneakers. The whole thing, it's basically like different membership clubs that have different things you can get with. And some of them is just more than other things. And then there are the NFTs that are purely, to be honest, like it's very hot. A lot of people are talking about it and you know, it's going to increase in price, be very valuable. I wouldn't say that's where to start. And even that is tricky because that's like all based on FOMO, supply and demand. It's almost like day trading. Are you going to be a day trader in the stock market or are you going to be doing stuff and looking long-term? Or are you just going to be putting like the same amount every month and just kind of like see where it goes? So you need to understand also what's your intention in all of this? Because like I would say personally, while some of my NFTs have increased in value, a lot of times that happens when either you get an NFT and it, there's the image and then it's revealed, the unique image. So it increases in price right before that. But that means you need to be staring at your computer and like selling right away to then cover your cost. It very day trader vibe. That became too much work for me. The other side of it is, yeah, jumping on something and getting access to it when it's really early. And that's hard too. So I would say some of them will increase in price and be like historical NFTs. And some of them will literally be you just buying into a community that you love and care about, or an artist that you want to support, that you love their story, you love what they're about. And you're supporting possibly a great cause when you buy the stuff from Unicorn Dow, you know, or mm-hmm. Nadia, or when you're buying from someone like Woman Rise, or when I bought into Boss Beauties, I knew what they stood for. Yes. Um, so on and so forth. I mean, the list goes on. There's so many incredible artists and communities out there and founders. So that's where you get to do your own research and say, does this resonate for me? Thank you so much, Shira, for breaking that down. So when someone tells you, do your own research, you can listen back to this podcast. Shira has told you multiple ways that you can look at it. Um, I wanted to break down one of the words you mentioned, doxed. Doxed is historically, there's a negative connotation attached to it, but really what it means in the NFT space and in the crypto space in general is, are they hiding behind? an NFT or an image that doesn't tell them who they are? Or are they doxxed? And I'm using air quotes, as in if you go to their website or read about their NFT, does it have their LinkedIn on there? Yeah. Does it have who they are? Does it talk about what they stand for? Can you research the founders? Are they a real person? Yes. Are they re- Are they human? Like, Are, are they, they real? <laughs> are you real? No. Thank you so much, Shira. We've talked about so much. We've talked today. about so much. I'm like, we went everywhere. <laughs> no, we talked about everything was real world use cases of blockchain, of crypto technology. We talked about 
activism. We talked about DAOs. We talked about ways in which women can participate and benefit in multiple ways, financially, socially, getting their bag. There's so many different ways that we discussed the benefits. Uh, and now we're even talking about the safety and how we participate and how we do research. So thank you so much for imparting so much knowledge. Uh, I could fill a notebook with. Oh my god! I mean, you're amazing. The- I love how you distill. I just like went on a vent, and you just distilled it perfectly. So I appreciate you. Oh no, you're super welcome, Shira. I would like if you could tell everybody where to find you and where you want to point our audience to go to check out your content. For more fun information, entertainment. You can follow me everywhere at Shira Lazar. And for all the wellness stuff we're doing in Web3, just check out at Peace Inside Live. You know, we started with talking about relaxation and I want to end our podcast with some relaxation. Let's do it. So excited to do this meditation here with you, Shira Lazar. Um, This week's meditation focuses on inviting ease and relaxation into our daily lives. Let's start by taking a comfortable seat, or you can lay down. If you're sitting, you don't need to sit cross-legged, just comfortable. Whether you're in a chair, a sofa, on the floor, or in your bed, the back is straight but relaxed. Head and neck align over the spine, shoulders relaxed, and arms and hands resting at your sides or in your lap. This is your practice. Do what you need to get comfy. Feel your body relax even deeper as you get into a comfy position. Breathe in through the nose and exhale, sigh the breath out through the mouth. Good. Relax even deeper and more deliciously with every breath. As you breathe, imagine a place where you feel safe and secure. It could be a physical space in the arms of someone that you love and that you trust, your house, or somewhere in nature. The weather or temperature in this place is absolutely perfect, just how you like it. Let those feelings of safety and calm fill your body and form around you like a warm shield. Continue breathing. There's nothing for you to do right now. No one needs anything from you at the moment. You only need you and your breath. Visualize any tension in the body melting away like flower petals blowing away in the wind. Tension melts away from your forehead, your eyes, The jaw and tongue relaxes. Tension melts away from your neck. The muscles in your shoulders. Any tension or stress in the upper and lower back melts away. Your stomach relaxes. Hips are heavy. Tension blows away into the wind from the muscles in your legs, the calves, the feet, and even your toes melts into deep relaxation. If you haven't yet, you can close your eyes softly if you feel safe to do so, or lower the gaze gently in front of you. 
We're going to do a breathing exercise for the next minute to invite more fuller breaths into our body. As you do so, I want you to place a hand on your belly just above the belly button if you can. And on your next inhale, I will count to four and we'll inhale through four, four. We're going to hold the breath at the top for two and exhale for six. Don't worry, I'll count with you, but you can go on your own time if I count too fast or slow for you. And the point of this breathing exercise, while we inhale, the belly should expand. So all the air goes into the belly, not the chest. And then when you exhale, you deplete all of the air in your belly and let go of everything that does not serve you. Inhale, three, two, one. Hold for two. Exhale, two, three, four, five, six. Good. Two more with me. Inhale, two, three, four. Hold for two. Exhale, two, three, four, five, six. One more. Inhale, two, three, four. Hold for two, exhale, two, three, four, five, six. Good, you are so amazing. For the next minute, we're going to breathe on our own. The relaxation starts with you, and you always have access to it through the breath. Good. Let go of the control on your breath and breathe comfortably. Relax. Slowly come back to the space. You can wiggle the fingers and the toes just to wake up the body and bring energy back into it. Gently flutter the eyes open. If you're laying down, come to a seated position with your head being the last thing to come up. And if you're seated, go ahead and flutter the eyes open. Thank you so much for your practice. I hope you are now relaxed. Oh my God, that was amazing. Oh, I loved it. Good. From our I, I, like chat, I feel like it was like nonstop Web3 chat. Mm-hmm. And then it was like, uh, release. Yes, I think so it nice. can get pretty cluttered in our minds. Just so happy that you're here and you shared so much alpha with our women listening. I um, hope so. Let me know if you ever have any other questions at Shira Lazar. Oh, thank you so much. And I want to thank everyone for listening to Women Who Web 3. You can find us on the Coindesk Podcast Network or anywhere you listen to podcasts. I'm your host, Cams. Thank you for joining me and Shira today for taking that step and changing the world together. Remember, always look to the sky above, the earth below, and the fire within. You've been listening to Women Who Web 3 with host Kamala Ancantara. This show has been produced and edited by Michelle Mousseau. Executive producer is Jared Schwartz. Our theme song is 20-something by Danielle Musto. Cams would love to hear from you. You can reach out to her at cams, K-A-M-Z, at womenwhoweb3.com or podcasts at coindesk.com, subject line, Women Who Web 3. Thanks for listening. <laughs>